You're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Yo, Neil, what's up, Our man? new album, Terms of Surrender, is out on you? E1 Music Worldwide, yeah, August 7th. There we go. And um, what's up out there? Uh, it is How midnight. You doing, Nick? And you are listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. It's Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. And I've got a good friend from Chicago, Neil Winnell. Neil, uh, give my listeners uh, a brief introduction on yourself. Hey, how's it going, Nick? So how are things out in Jersey tonight? Ah, uh, they're really awesome. I uh, had a fantastic interview with Bruce Corbett from Rigor Mortis and Warbeast. Oh, and, great, uh, great. Just looking forward to whatever I'm going to put that into, whether it be like maybe the Aquarian, maybe it'll be a metal zine I'm connected with. Maybe I'll, I'll just post it online. I don't know. I'm going to need to take a look at uh, my contacts to see mm-hmm. who would be down with it. So I don't want to be releasing it just yet until I have agreements from uh, my different contacts, you know, just because it's like... Oh, 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 right, of course. And um, beyond that, I mean, it's just like really... Really, honestly, probably the thing I'm most excited about hearing about or getting to hear is honestly that uh, 86 demo from Bruce Corbett. Mm-hmm. But um, also, it'd be fascinating, really fascinating to hear the Freaks demo that he did, because not a lot right, of people right. have heard that, and it'd be really, really cool to hear that one too. Is he going to be releasing any of that? Um, that's what he was saying. But okay. um, likely the freak, the um, '86 demo likely will be at a uh, special concert later this year. I believe it's on mm-hmm. the the. Re- the uh, anniversary, the 30th anniversary of when that album was recorded. Okay. And likely, I think they probably want to um, have a special, how you say, kind of like the concert of the year for mm-hmm. uh, Wizards of Gore or Rigor Mortis or whatever next year right. because that's the type of thing that it's, it's such an amazing uh, release of information that I'm sure they wouldn't want to throw out everything all at the same time you know because like yeah that sounds interesting though i'd be looking forward to hearing that i'd like to hear that stuff the old stuff definitely and um probably also next time i speak with uh doyle see if there was anything with his vocals on something like maybe leftover tracks from the verse the earth album that maybe they didn't want to put out onto that album, but um, they still were like real kind of like classic Rear Mortis songs. So, hmm. all right, that that'd be a conversation for Doyle though. Now, all right, okay. I remember uh, you were able to get my radio station uh, mentioned in the Illinois Entertainer. Tell me about how that happened. Well, that was uh, actually I was I was in the Entertainer twice. And it was the second time when they did a write-up on my my show, Metal Mouth. And I mentioned how that you were the first person to syndicate Metal Mouth back in uh, almost six years ago now. Yeah, yeah, I think it was... In October of 2010, you picked it up on, on this station. Yeah. And that's when it went into syndication, and that's what uh, was mentioned in the entertainment. We've also um, been connected doing a lot of uh, interviews as well as uh, just radio shows to talk radio together on Block Talk Radio. Tell me yeah, about. Yeah, those um, were fun to talk. 
Some the of your favorite uh, times doing that. What's that? What were some of your favorite shows from back then? Some of my favorite shows, well, um, Jules. Jules from Hatch, Jules Ramon from Hatch. It was very, uh, very interesting to talk to and very easy to talk to. He's, uh, he's a real, uh, real laid back dude, really easy and uh, real informative. And Bruce, of course, Bruce Corbett, he was a lot of fun to talk to. And, of course, there was Smash Potato. You know, Smash Potato is always Smash Potato. They're always a fun time. And there were so many. We did so many interviews on that show. Yeah, and um, I also remember um, having uh, Ray Brutal, the singer from uh, Bomb Scare, and we were talking to him at a controversial time, and that yeah. was wild. And I, I remember quite a lot of people um were oh man I, I i'm trying to piece together that night i think i was in like a dunkin donuts or something with uh, some uh -huh. of my friends and do doing a call night. in and it, it was it was insane doing that and um we it was and that was uh that was one of the most listened to shows that we did yeah that was definitely one to remember we had a lot of callers, a lot of callers called into that show. And it's rough, though. I mean, sometimes you do shows like that, and you don't get nobody calling in. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a roller coaster type thing where it's like you it, get to the high highs and the low lows, and it's just like I, I don't feel like there's ever really like an in-between ground. It's like either like everything's coming at you at full force or nothing at all. I never feel mm -hmm. like there's anything going on in the middle ground. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just how things fun. work. Um, and then also, we had an interview with um, the second lineup of Diamond Plate getting into uh, Diamond Plate. That was the uh, Pulse lineup, and that got into the Aquarian Weekly. And I remember um, some quotes from uh, me you as well as the band diamond plate were in there and uh that yeah. was a really great moment too for the show yeah that was that was a good uh i was really proud of that one too um now you were telling me that the interview with smash potato was one of the most listened to uh interviews too tell me that about, one like, was right up at the top too of, with like the an audience here. that had what i'm sorry uh tell me about how big of an audience that had um, I really don't remember the numbers now. I mean, it's been a few years, but I know it was up there with, uh, with the bomb scare. I'm not sure which one, uh, but I believe it was one of those two shows is probably the most listened to show along with, uh, hatchet and Bruce from war beast. Now, I remember like when we talked with Jules from hatchet, you know, he's the lead singer. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually able to take some quotes from that and uh, put it into an Aquarian Weekly article in the summer of 2014, and that was a really great moment, too, just because I had so many articles about just West Coast bands. So that was really All right. And um, a lot of things he talked about were, like, pay-to-play, how to um, just advice for musicians and things like that, and I, I felt like it was really an educational article. Yeah, it was very informative. Now, 
what were some of the great talking points of our interview with Bruce Corbett? I think that was from 2013, well, right? Bruce, I think, was uh, at the time was talking mostly about the uh, the new War Beast album that was coming up and their tour and what was going on with their band. Yeah, I remember, um, I believe Casey Orr was involved in that lineup for a little while. And um, they had a, that was the last time I've seen War Beast since. So I'm really hoping they, they'd be coming around soon. Yeah, it's been years since I've seen War Beast. And I think I've only seen them twice. And it's probably been three or four years at least since I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's just like you being from Chicago, they they definitely are probably playing Chicago a lot more than they're playing Jersey. So Yeah, that may be true. I mean, they have come up here a few times. I know there's a few times I've missed them. Yeah, I remember um, the Warbeast shows I saw, um, I believe in 2011, they played the Highline Ballroom opening up for Destruction. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. And then they came around again, opening up for Guar, and I caught two of the three shows they played. I caught the Philadelphia show as well as the New Jersey show. Okay. And then um pretty sure I I saw another Philadelphia show with them again. I can't remember though. But um Great, great times. Now, um, nowadays, um, you getting the idea to maybe come around again with a new show? Do you think this is more going to be like a talk radio show or it's like talk and music? Well, yeah, I've been throwing the idea around, and I really want to uh, do something else again as far as a live show where we can take uh, listener calls and have interviews. But I think I want to stretch it out more and have it um, – like an afternoon show, you know, maybe once a week, doing it in the afternoon and uh, and stretch it out with some music and then have, have you know, somewhere in the show with some, uh, have some guests on. But that's a ways off yet, I think. I mean, it's getting closer. It's, it's getting closer. Hopefully we'll get to that this summer. You know, hopefully by late summer we'll see something starting to develop there. So, uh, yeah, I would look for that. That's probably going to be uh, – a show like that we'll probably do right from my website, from neil1lsmetalmouth.com. So uh, keep checking there. Keep checking on Facebook. And just uh, stay in touch. And just stay in touch with, with, with what's happening with my show. And then, uh, then you'll hear about it. Awesome. And um, you thinking of uh, any guests that you've been in talk with to kind of like hit the ground running with your show? Well, I haven't yet actually. Uh, I mean, there's nobody booked. We haven't really discussed anything, but uh, I think I'd like to go back and get some of the older guests that we had on, uh, on the older shows, you know, cause they were so interested in talking to them, see what they're up to today. And then also just move forward, you know, get some, some, uh, some guests and, and have it uh, mix it up, you know, with guests from signed bands, from from uh, unsigned bands. I mean, that might be something that the listeners can help with too. You know, send in some uh, 
some ideas of who you might want to hear on the show, who you might want to talk to or, or hear interviews. Yeah, like maybe um, people from Texas, people from Louisiana, Alabama, maybe thinking about Chicago area, Illinois, Minnesota, sure. Wisconsin. What's going on in New and York? And it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a band member that's a guest and, and that we're interviewing this particular week. It, it could be uh, somebody else in the scene involved somewhere else, you know, or somebody else doing something else. So Yeah, like a promoter, so, I mean, club owner, something like that, too. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, if, if the listeners, you know, get ideas, just send them in. Yeah, like some of the best. Keep them coming. Some of my favorite shows or interviews, I've had people that are just putting forward their zines in promotion, whether mm-hmm. it be like, um, it was this girl, Danny Simonisi. I had a fantastic interview with her last September and um, really got so much amazing information out of her. Um, definitely going to be bringing her around again to my show whenever she can come out with another zine of hers. That'd be really cool to promote. Head Split, mm-hmm. Rob Spizak. And um, he, I mean, just think about Headsplit magazine. That they, on the horizon now is issue ten coming around, and it's just like, it's just like one of those things where it's just like they top themselves every time. It's like wow. All right. Well, it would be interesting to have some somebody like that on the show too. You know, somebody that's doing an underground zine, and then, uh, and then also people that are more, uh, more mainstream too. You know, that are are, are less underground. Maybe more of a popular uh, popular artist or something. So I mean, mix it up, you know. So there's a little bit of everything in there. So there's something for everybody, really. Yeah, or maybe um, people that are putting on their own concerts or their own kind of like festival type shows. That is oh, always yeah. really a good. Oh, there's. I mean, it's endless. It's happening everywhere. You know, the scene just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's it's the internet. It grows because of the internet. Yeah. But that's a good thing. You know, that's, uh, it keeps it alive. It keeps it going. The most important thing I feel like people can do right now, though, whatever they're doing, you have to archive it. You have to have the audio and video of it. If you're putting out... Yeah, I know you're really big on that. I'm, uh, I'm not as, uh, as, as big on that as you are, but I guess, you know, I... Uh, then again, I end up suffering for it because it's like, oh, I wish I had that. You know, I wish I yeah. didn't delete that. What was I thinking then? Yeah, I mean, and it's just like, think about like the people that had old school zines back in the day, like the 80s and the 90s. I mean, like you take a look at some of them and it's just like, wow, this is amazing stuff. Or even like, say, taking a look at some of the original newsletters from, say, Metal Blade Records from, say, wow, this is some really fascinating stuff. Uh, yeah, I used to have all that stuff, you know. It's like I, I wish I had it today, some of that stuff. I just don't, though. I mean, occasionally I come into possession of certain really, really cool things, and mm-hmm. you definitely need to take very good care of that stuff. Because it's oh, like, right, yeah. if it survived from the 1980s till now, it should survive another 20 or 30 years, you know, because that's, that's right. a part of history, you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe keep it in a plastic bag or something, huh? Yeah, or maybe even like um, just clean all your shake out of there and put it in the box. You could like get it digitized or scanned, so people will actually have um, 
the ability to see it even after the magazine's demise with whatever sort of like misadventure it happens it'll still be available online and people could still see what it was well that's true yeah well yeah i mean with the digital age now it's it's like you can preserve everything yeah but i mean you actually need to take the time to make it happen otherwise it's it's not going to happen so well that's true and um but I mean, like you can take care of your stuff. Like people know good ways to take care of stuff. Like keep it in plastic, mm-hmm. keep it in a dry place. Um, with records, you want to have them standing upright. Like I guess my favorite way is kind of like just in like an old milk crate. That's that's great to put in record, put records. All in. right, yeah, 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 that works. And beyond that, I mean, um. But where are you going to get the milk crates from? Well, you got to figure that one out for yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. You're not encouraging anybody to go out and steal them from behind the stores or anything. Hey, you, you do what you need to do to make it happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind, you're doing it to preserve your record collection. So decide all right, what's so more it's all important. worth it. You know, just stack them all straight up on top of each other. On you got all the rings on there. Yeah, I don't even have any more records. It's been years and years and years. But back in the day, that's when I used to buy everything on vinyl. Yeah, I, I got a decent amount of stuff. I mean, it's just like, I think the last record I got was uh, this crazy punk, real hardcore punk band from Portland called Seuss Law. Mm. And... um it's kind of like founded out of the ash or I mean two out of three of the members from radiation quit and there's a new lineup with radiation and it's just like radiation I saw them at famine fest last year in Portland Oregon it's just like their energy is like a nuclear bomb going off it's just that ferociously intense and aggressive and um, two of the members from radiation are in Seuss Law along with another member and huh. um, they really, really bring it in terms of intensity. That's, uh, that's something to look forward to, <laughs> to look at. Definitely. And um, bands like that. that I mean, uh, yeah, the punk scene, I mean, it seems to be, you know, the underground punk bands seem to be back. <laughs> didn't see them for a while. Yeah, I mean, you got the, the zines, you got the tapes, you know, cassette tapes, sevens. Etc. And right. I mean, it's just like that's some really, really cool stuff to come into possession of. That's true. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. So you definitely need to take good care of it. All right. And um, beyond that, what are some concerts that you really looking forward to this summer? Well, uh, coming up here in in Chicago tomorrow night is Hate Eternal. That should be a good show. American Head Charge Sunday night, and next next Wednesday is Prong. Those are all about a brew. Those are uh, there's going to be some good shows. I think I'll probably try and hit all of them. Awesome. Now that's what that's what I would do. Just go to all of them. <laughs> I'm really probably excited the most about Torture Rack coming around 
I believe uh-huh. they're coming around. It is going to be June sixteenth on a Saturday to New York uh, where City. Where's that going to be? Um, I don't know. I'll figure that out. I've got about two months to figure that out. <laughs> okay. All right. No, wait. Actually, let me see. No, July sixteenth. Gotta... July sixteenth. Oh, July. Okay, yeah. You got about two months. Then. Let me see. The internet knows also. Let me see what they say. Right. Oh yes, Angel Corpse Adversarial Torture Rack Inebriated at the St. Vitus Bar. Oh, there you go. So that Which should be where? a real killer show. I mean, where is the St. Vitus Bar? Oh, that's downtown Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, I know I've heard of it, but yeah, I've never been to New York. So, um. I'll have to work out something because that is on a Saturday. And as some people that may have been listening to my show earlier tonight have heard, I'm going to be doing a show Saturdays, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And I can't be doing both of those at the same time. So I really, true. really want to make that. And show when happen. do you start your Saturday show? 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. That will be likely this Saturday. This Saturday you're starting that. That's going to be a good time. I think you're going to pick up a lot more listeners on a Saturday shift. Yeah, I mean, it's just Wednesday versus Saturday. I mean, it's just people are ready to just kick back and enjoy a good time. So that's why right. the Saturday will do well. And also, and the metal show seems to go over good on Saturdays. And then also, too, based on that time zone, I mean, I have listeners in Asia that sometimes tune in, and it's just like they could be listening in at about like maybe noon or so or maybe uh-huh. 2 a 2 p.m. in Asia if I'm doing like a 10 p.m. show in Jersey. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's so just they're like, here this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Right. You reach the whole world with the webcast. And um the people that are really hardcore about it, they'll tune in whether it's like Mexico City, like Brazil, California, Texas, wherever. You know, the people that are hardcore will listen in to those crazy underground shows. So That's true. Do you have any uh, replays of the shows, or is it just a live broadcast the one time? Oh, no. I try to archive everything. Um, uh-huh. I've needed to get, how you say, permission from certain labels to get certain songs aired. Like, I'm pretty right. cool with some labels, but some labels... Uh, it's still taking some time. I, I don't want to um, piss anybody off, so I'm not going to be saying who I'm cool you know, with and I who I'm not. But I mean, it's just like it's like <clears throat> it's just one of those things. You know, it takes time dealing with the technical stuff. Um, uh, something like SoundCloud or YouTube or something of that nature, and some things move faster than others for whatever reason. I don't uh, know what sort of uh, technical things make it happen but um still learning the ins and outs of how things work online but uh right. pretty soon i will be hitting the twenty three thousand podcast mark on my soundcloud account yeah that's a pretty good number there yeah i mean it's just like i've had a soundcloud since 
summer 2011 so it's it's pretty crazy that i'm able to get a number that high that is yeah but also i have no idea about like the live broadcast numbers over the last couple of years um not really privy to that information but um it's always really exciting hearing about how popular things are and also i've lasted a long time with college radio um Uh i mean my first show was i think september 20 or september 10th um 2010 and um i've lasted this long so it's like really really proud of uh the show surviving that long uh, september of 2010 that's just a couple months after i started doing metal mouth i think i was in july of 2010 yeah, those were um, 2010 was a cool year. Uh huh. That was a fun time. Definitely learned a lot, you know. And then, and the time went quick, and it really progressed quickly too. I mean, uh, it became just this uh, <clears throat> show that I started doing that that I was posting on uh, different sites, and uh, and then it just grew to what it is. I mean, it's syndicated worldwide, and it's. Um, Picked up quite a bit of listeners, quite a bit of listeners over the years. Got a lot of popularity, so I'm uh, definitely proud of it. Definitely, you know, and I'm thankful for the listeners too, the people who tune in every week. And I haven't done a show for uh, oh, it's probably been about five or six weeks now. It's been a while since I've had a new show out, and, and people miss it, and that's good to hear. But I'll, I'll be back. I just. Uh, in transition state now, you know. I'm looking for uh, another studio to broadcast from, and then uh, I'll be back soon, hopefully within the next, you know, month or two, by the end of summer. Definitely. And I remember um, you were also, like, one of the three people involved with me getting DJ of the Year, too, just because people were really impressed with me, like, syndicating, like, a radio show from Chicago and taking up more airtime, too, because... It wasn't as popular to have uh, a show in 2011, so I was able to push for more airtime to be in control of, which was great because that gave mm-hmm. me, how you say, more authority each week. But um, it was a wild year, and uh, it, was, it was just insane getting to be voted DJ of the Year by your peers. So thanks, Neil. Right, and you made it to, uh, to DJ of the Year. When was that? That was May 2011. May 2011. And um, then the next year, you know, I made my way into the Aquarian Weekly with uh, my right. interview with Rat Skates, you know, the OG drummer from Overkill, for his documentary that he's been working on called Welcome to the Dream, The Rude Awakening of Rock Stardom, 2013. Uh, and what do you got planned for the future? Hopefully finding my way into a larger publication, whether it be in the East or the West or maybe even the South. I don't know. Right. But I'm definitely sending out feelers for a new periodical to become a part of. And um, likely, probably, also thinking about another radio station to be a part of next year, too. Right. Well, hopefully all of that will work out for you. I'm definitely. sure it will. And... Um, you have anything else you'd like to say, Neil? 
Um, no, I don't know. I don't know what else I could say. I think I've pretty much summed up everything. Final words, I just like to tell people to stay in touch with me. Keep, uh, keep going to the website, neil1lsmetalmouth.com, or you can also find me on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash neil1lsmetalmouth, or just Google neil1l. You'll find me. Awesome, Neil. Do appreciate it. Well, All right. Well, you thank you, Nick. You have a great one, and keep it metal. I will. Be safe out there, Neil. Peace. All right. We'll talk to you later. Well, that was Chicago radio broadcaster Neil Winnell.